This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 771. Even more comic view catch-up for January 2020. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 771. It's a really quick episode. It's our even more comic review catch-up for January 2020, as I'm finally almost done reading everything that I wanted to read from January uh, releases this year. There's still a few books, and I don't know if I'll talk about them on the podcast or not, but at least I'm getting closer uh, to finally getting caught up, and then I will just have February and March books to uh, to get caught up on. That being said, January March alone, I think at the, my last check was like 150 bucks. So, you know, I'm going to be doing this forever. So if this uh, lack of new comic book content continues, I apparently have a lot of time to slowly go through the back catalog. I haven't had as much time to read as I would have liked as I'm still working full time. uh, So that really hasn't changed. So um, my my reading has been about, I would say, even slower than normal somehow. Um, But I'm doing what I can. So today I'm only talking about two books, um, but they kind of go together. Um, The first one is Star Wars number one. Now, this is the the newly launched Star Wars book by Charles Sewell, artwork by Jesus Says. Um, and I really dug this this inaugural issue, and then I realized that, oh, issue two also came out in January, so I've only read the first two issues. Uh, this is coming right after Empire Strikes Back, and this is really tight, really strong stuff. And not to say that I didn't enjoy the Star Wars stuff that we got last the last volume, but I think there's just something about, like, when we got the first couple volumes, uh, not volumes, the first couple storylines uh, that came out of the big return of Star Wars to Marvel Comics. It felt like it had a purpose. Not that again, it didn't later, but it was coming right on the heels of New Hope, and it was kind of trying to kind of bridge the gap between A New Hope and um, and Empire Strikes Back. So that was the idea. And now, here we've now jumped forward, we've had Empire Strikes Back happen, and now we're having something that kind of explores the chasm between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which is pretty interesting fodder, and I'm sure there's been Legends stuff that's, you know, definitely kind of gone in depth in this period, but I haven't read it, and so for me this is interesting to kind of get a a new perspective on, you know, what Charles Sewell thinks kind of happened between those two movies, and kind of uh, where we see Luke, and how we eventually get to see him again when he's dressed all in black and has a new green lightsaber in Return of the Jedi, which, when you think about it, really implies so much has happened since the last movie in a way that even the the difference between Star Wars, uh, Empire, sorry, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back didn't even allude to. Like, everyone kind of felt they were still very similar, whereas so many fundamental changes had happened after uh, Empire Strikes Back that you feel like, well, we missed something, and whatever we missed is awesome, and now we're going to see that. Um, and I really enjoyed... I'm, I'm going to talk about these issues kind of interchangeably, because I read them back-to-back, so I'm already blurring the lines between them, but it's really kind of interesting to see how we're dealing with, you know, not, kind of the PTSD that that uh, Luke has uh, with everything that happened uh, with, you know, being confronted by his, his father. And what does that mean for him? He doesn't have, you know, he lost his hand, he lost his lightsaber. Who is he now? Uh, he, you know, he does some crazy stuff with the Force here, which is pretty cool. Um, but I just like this idea that he's he's lost, and he doesn't know where he is anymore. And he thought he was, he was finding his purpose in Empire Strikes Back. He was, you know, becoming a Jedi. He was going through the training, and then he got waylaid and by his own emotions and went to go save his friends, which brought him into contact with Darth Vader, and then this this thing has happened that has rocked him to his core. And I like that we're seeing a Luke who does not have his shit together and does not know what to do and is really lost. Um, and so these two issues are really interesting to kind of 
probe into that and also kind of show how a relationship is reforged with Lando and the rest. Well, I see reforged mainly with him and Chewbacca. Uh, he didn't really know the others, obviously, and they, you know, wasn't exactly a great time to meet uh, when he betrayed them all. So it's interesting to kind of see how they're developing with Lando. The only thing there was that, you know, we have him very quickly go to Jabba's palace. And I was like, well, how is he going to eventually be there, but, you know, be in disguise as a, as a guard? But I guess, you know, it's easy enough to be like, well, he, he'll figure out later. Uh, but this was him kind of doing something up front. Um, so I really enjoy these two issues. I think it was a really strong start. I'm excited to see where Charles Sewell is going with it. And again, I think there's just something coming right out of, you know, this is the movie, go. I think there's just something very strong about any storytelling capability coming right out of that because you have such a rich setup and it's just like, go, fill fill in the blanks. I think sometimes you have momentum starts to lag, which I think happened in the previous volume once it got up to issues, what, 75? Like, I will forgive you know, some momentum uh, lagging after that long. Um, and But so far, so good. You know, I've only read the first two issues. I haven't read anything that, and anything that may have come out in February or March uh, that says Star Wars on it. But, um, you know, so far, so good. And I'm excited to, you know, be reading the monthly Star Wars book again. I have to admit, like, I wasn't I wasn't as, as into the Star Wars we were getting um, for the last little while. I've been buying the trades, and I have the entire series in trade paperback format. But I just, you know, it wasn't exciting me anymore, whereas the first two, you know, uh, the first year, I guess, were really exciting. And I would say, actually, maybe the first two years, like, it just became a point where it felt like it was, you know, still going, and it was still interesting, but I wasn't I wasn't loving it. I wasn't fully invested and be like, well, wow, this is like watching another movie. Um, whereas I think, you know, you got that first arc, you got that. And this one definitely has less of the, you know, kind of big widescreen action, I think, that the, maybe the, the first volume did uh, when it came out of the gate, because we didn't have John Cassidy doing it, and it just, it definitely felt more like a, a big budget movie, and this feels a lot talkier, um, less of the kind of pulling back and letting the art take over, but that being said, what you're getting is so rich, and so uh, really fascinating, and I love like the the, the different like um, cutaway shots, where like you have a moment of Leia remembering being on on uh, uh, Bespin and him saying like I know and like her telling Han how she loved him like I like the flashback moments I thought they were really well done Jesus says is just doing an amazing job in the artwork here um, which I would expect I mean he's just a a brilliant artist and has a really good uh, sensibility and he's really picking up these likenesses really well and telling it one hell of a story I'm really the only only, it's funny the only thing that's missing um, not even missing but like there's you when you read when you read through a book like this, you realize how important it is that they have Lando taking center stage um, because you don't have Helen. Um, and I, I, I only really thought about that now is that, you know, a big part of the chemistry that makes it all work is Han brings a certain, or Han, Han uh, brings a certain, you know, personality to the proceedings and it kind of makes everything gel and fly a little bit differently um, and definitely helps kind of move things along because there's, he's, he's the sass and now you don't really have that. So now you have this charismatic character who's kind of helping to do that. And, I, you know, it's an interesting way of counterbalancing because, you know, if they run this volume and, to, and then kind of cut it off at Return of the Jedi, we're never going to see Han here. Um, he's not really, like, he's part of the story. He's he's more of the, um, I forget what the word is, the MacGuffin. He, you know, he's the thing they're looking for. Um, but he's, theoretically, will never be seen on screen. And I'm okay with that because it's kind of more interesting as a result. Anyways, that is our very quick recap of these two issues of Star Wars, issues number one and two. Um, again, go check them out. Uh, buy them digitally. Uh, if your local store is open and you didn't pick them up and they still have it on the stands and they're still open and can do curbside pickup or delivery, you know, 
pick them up. These are really good issues, and they're worth uh, checking out. If you're a trade waiter, buy the first trade. You won't be disappointed, I don't think. I mean, I've only read the first two issues thus far, but I would imagine uh, that uh, hopefully they'll be able to keep up the same level of, uh, of high quality. Um, anyways, that is our episode today. Our next episode will go up tomorrow on the 24th of April, and that will be uh, a very special episode. It's a conversation with Andy Runton, the creator of the Owly uh, character in comics. Um, you definitely need to go pick those up if you've never read them before. And uh, check out that episode. It was one of my favorite interviews I've had on the show. Andy was just nothing but courteous, and uh, he was really uh, giving of his time and really explored his process and everything that went into Owly. It was absolutely fascinating as a fan of the character and of the comic, and um, so excited to see more Owly uh, coming to us now, finally, after a bit of a, a hiatus. So uh, you should check out that episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate and review the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks so much, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.